Good morning. Welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short. I'm so glad to have you along with us today. So we get into the word of God here every day, talk about it, pray about it, and allow it to transform our lives. The word of God is powerful. I hope it's transforming your life and making a difference in who you are. We've been discussing this week, particularly the area of finances, personal finances, and habits and that we can develop and practices that we can have that help assure us that we will not be caught in financial struggle and poverty, can, can have our head above water, and can even be getting ahead in these days. I do believe we have some potentially difficult financial days ahead of us. We've been thinking for a long time that decisions our government's made and our culture's made, sooner or later you got to pay all this money you're borrowing, and the effects of the lockdowns are coming back on us, the change in interest rates, all these things, they're things out of our control. They're things made, these are decisions made by people in Wall Street and in Washington that, that affect us, but you can't control them. But there are things you can control. There are areas you can make a difference. And I do believe that if we live some of these simple rules that I've been giving this week, that even if others around us are in trouble, and even if our country gets in trouble, you and I can rise above and live in relative safety from that. So let's review a little bit of what we've talked about this week. First of Monday, we talked about live on last year's level of income, not next year's. In other words, don't presume on the future and don't get in debt. Stay married to the same person. It's a simple thing, but divorce is expensive and actually when a, when a husband or wife come together, a family comes together, and they say, we're, we're together in our money, we're on the same team, we work together, they really do prosper much more. Expect the unexpected. Problems happen. Things break down. People get sick. Jobs happen. There's big things. Jobs get lost. There's big things even in our country, in our culture, in our economy that can affect you. Don't let them catch you off guard. Be prudent. Be prudent. Drive a car for the sake of transportation. Our goal is not to impress others with the things we have. Our security comes from God, from knowing he's lo He loves us. Now, there's nothing wrong with having a nice car or a nice house or anything like this. It's wrong if you're doing it to impress others. It's a sure uh, trap, a financial trap that's sure to catch up with you if, that's, if you're living beyond your means because God's approval is not sufficient for you. Today... I want to talk about the fifth principle, which really is the first principle. This is the bedrock of all of them. You can do all the other things and you might be okay. But to me, honor the Lord with your money. Honor the Lord with your money. Not Lord, it's a mistake if you're seeing the screen there. Typo, honor the Lord with your money. In Scripture, we have a great promise in Proverbs Solomon, who wrote the Proverbs, was a very wealthy man, very wise man, very successful man. And he says this to his son. This is instruction he gives to his son. Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce, so that your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. What's this mean? I think Solomon is saying to his son, invite God into your finances. Don't exclude God. Don't leave him out of your financial decisions. Let God be front and center. Let him be 
let God be in control of your finances. Many of us marginalize God. We say, okay, I'll put a little bit of money in the offering plate and then the rest of it's mine. Or even people who tithe sometimes think, well, I'll tithe, but the 90% that's left, that all belongs to me. I can do with it whatever I want. Well, of course, if you're tithing, you're doing, you're doing more than most believers do because the average Christian doesn't give near 10% of their income. Roz and I have tried, Roz and I have done this. I won't say tried to do it. We have done this ever since we understood this concept. Now, as we were, before I was married and as a young couple, we didn't believe in giving 10%. We believed in giving, at the end of the month, we gave everything that was left over. And to be honest, that was perhaps a little foolish on our part. I believe God honored us because we were honoring Him and we were extremely generous and sacrificial in giving. As time went on, we realized that that there are needs that we would have in life that you don't get with just that month's, what comes in that month. When we need to get another car, we, we didn't get enough that month to get us a new car. And we began to realize that there are things that happen that you need to plan ahead and budget and prepare for, you know, point number three there, expect the unexpected. Plan on the unexpected. The car will break down. There will be a medical need. There will be some kind of tragedy, catastrophe. These things do happen. And so we began at that point, we began to say, okay, we'll have this baseline that we give to the Lord in our own finances of 10% of everything that we, we earn. And we do that with, uh, with you know, our salary. We've had some uh, rental property through our, our life, and we do that with those uh, investments there. We just give 10% right off the top. That's the first thing that we do. That's our, been our practice, and that's right at the very beginning. Then we also, but, but we don't think the other 90% belongs to us to do with it whatever we want. We consider ourselves to be stewards of God's money, not owners of the 90%. And we believe we'll give an account to God of all the way we spend the money God gives us. And so we want to honor God, and we want to show that the Lord is our Lord, not only in what we give in terms of a tithe, but we also want to honor him in our spending decisions, our investment decisions, the way we manage our money, and so on. We want to invite him front and center. We want him to be honored. And this is exciting to me because this is the way to live. I believe that as we do live this way, here it says your vats will be filled with overflow, your barns will be filled with plenty. In Proverbs, Solomon also told his son, it's the blessing of the Lord that makes rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. I've found that there are people who become rich without God's blessing. How does that happen? Well, people become rich without God's blessing. There's a lot of sorrow added to it. There might be broken relationships, broken families, broken health. There might be all kinds of consequences of the pursuit of riches. As it says in 1 Timothy 6, they pierce themselves with many a pang. They wander from the faith. There's sorrow. They get a lot of money, but there's tremendous sorrow added to it. And it's not worth it. It's damaging to their soul. It's damaging to their health. It's damaging to their relationships, all kinds of things. But when God blesses our finances, there's not a lot of sorrow added to it. There's no sorrow added to it. And God can enrich us in so many ways. 
financially, certainly. But he can enrich us in other areas as well. The when I think of this, the blessing of the Lord makes rich. I do believe Solomon was talking about money here. But I think that we also want to expand our understanding of riches to include the riches of relationships that we have, the riches of people that we love and who love us, the riches of, of a, 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 an inner security and a peace and a confidence that I'm okay when right with God. There's all kinds of wealth in life. When we make money the pursuit of our life, it, you know, money can be a fine slave, but it's a horrible master. That's why Jesus said you cannot serve God in money. Money, God may give you money, and God may give you a lot of money, but don't ever let it become your master. When I was, uh, <clears throat> when I was a young, young uh, man, God gave me this as one of my life verses. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. <clears throat> what a tremendous promise. This is one of the first promises in the Bible I ever saw. In fact, I wasn't I don't believe I was even saved yet, and as I ran across this, I, I just was thrilled with this thought. Jesus was saying that the 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 look at the lilies of the field, even Solomon all his glory didn't clothe himself that beautifully. Look at the birds in the out in the field, you know, they, they don't toil, they don't spin, they don't do all these things, and yet your heavenly father takes care of them. Aren't you of greater value than a bird or a lily? Aren't you more important to God than an animal? Of course you are. When students, and so, and so this promise is seek first God's kingdom. He doesn't say you shouldn't work. He doesn't say you shouldn't uh, try and get a paycheck. He doesn't say you shouldn't go out and earn your daily bread and so forth. But you seek first God's kingdom. You don't put God second, third, fourth. We put God first. And when we do, God takes care of us. On campus, students often ask me, Tom, how do you make your money? And I sometimes I've learned to reply. I say, well, you know, do you really want to know? And I'll egg them on a little bit. They'll say, yes, yes, we want to know. And I say, okay, well, when I was just a teenager, my dad told me that if I do this work, this ministry, this preaching really well, and give myself to it and give it my best, that he'll always... He'll, he'll give me everything I need. And so therefore, truth is, where did I get my money? My dad. My dad gives it to me. And the students look at me and they try and you can tell they're thinking, how old is this guy? Is his dad even still alive? And is dad still taking care of him? And then I ask, you want to know what my dad does? And they think, of, I say, he's independently wealthy. Would you like to know what he does? And they say, okay, what's he do? I say, well, my dad... Manages the universe. My dad has all the gold and silver and oil and precious minerals and diamonds. He's got all of it in the whole world. And they look at me like, who? they're confused. And finally someone say, oh, he's saying God is his dad. And they, oh, okay. Tom, how do you really make your money? Well, you know what? I really make my money and you do too by God providing for you. My friend, your employer may write the paycheck, but God is your provider. In our case, we have some wonderful ministry partners who generously give and support our ministry. And, they're, and we, I appreciate them greatly. But I understand they're a channel of God's blessing 
God is the provider. When Jesus said in the, in the Lord's Prayer, he said, pray to God, give us this day our daily bread. And we look to God as our provider. He may use your, your work, your employment, your investments, uh, uh, in my case, financial donors and contributors and partners. He may use all of these things as the channel of his financial blessing, but God is our source. As long as you invite him in. That's what I've done. And it's been a thrill to live this way. I want God to be my provider in everything. I hope you do too. God provides me the words to speak when I, I speak here each morning. God provides me the grace to do every good work that I ever do. God provides me the strength to serve Him and to follow Him even when I'm tired. God provides all that we have. God is our provider. And so we invite Him in. And can I urge you today, invite God into every aspect of your life. Invite Him into your family. Invite Him into your problems. Invite God, in, invite God into your, your challenges. Invite God into your relationships. Invite God into your money. And say, God, in every area of life, I want you to be the center because you are the Lord, not me. I give you control. And, and as, as we do that, God shows up. God is there to strengthen us. God is our provider and so forth. I, for me, I think a lot about money. I've said earlier, you know, we have five kids and a single income family. It's not always been easy. We've had to be, I've had to think about things. We've had to make tough decisions. We've had to work through, but you know, God being with us and involved with us, it has been a wonderful blessing and journey. I hope you've experienced that. I know some of you, some of us, you know, we're on the other side now. We're, we're old or maybe even retired or but there's some here I know who watch who are earlier in their life. They're in the stage of, of really having uh, difficulty making ends meet. Maybe you're there also have young children, a single income family. You're trying to figure out how do you make this, how do you make all this happen? Or maybe even some of you are still high school or college and you're, you're entering into this stage where it can be tougher and more difficult. I hope and pray that these five principles we've talked about here, they're so simple. There's more, by the way, but these are just five simple ones that as Roz and I have lived by them, they've helped us do well, this last one being the most important of all. Father, we bless you and we thank you that you are a personal God. You're not just an idea. You're not impersonal. You're not just a machine or something of this nature. You're a personal God. You care about us. You care about our problems, our needs. You care about our relationships. You care about our family. You care about our, our struggles. You care about everything in our lives. And you just are so happy to be involved with us and to be invited into every aspect and every corner of our lives. Father, I pray that none of us would say that our money is off limits to you. Rather, I pray that we would realize that, that we serve you and that money is our servant. It's not our master. You're our master. Money is our servant. I pray, Father, for every single one of us that we would have the courage, the grace, and the wisdom to know how to make, how to honor you with our wealth, how to honor you with what you've entrusted to us. Lord, I know there's some who... Uh, 
I think of the parable of, of you and the master who entrusted different amounts of money to different servants. And I know there's some here on this live stream who've been entrusted with significant amounts of money and others, Lord, who've only been entrusted with very small amounts. And whatever amount, it's, it's you, you're the one who did this. And so whatever amount you've given to us, help us, Lord, to have a, to honor you with wherever we are in life, whether we have much or little, we'll honor you with every bit of it, with how we give it, how we spend it, how we manage it, how we invest it, every asset, how we'll earn it. We honor you with our wealth. We love you, Lord. We thank you for your blessing. Oh, Lord, we, we can't live without it. You're the good shepherd. Surely goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our life because we're followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, the good shepherd. We love you. We bless you. We give you this day and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks so much for being with me today. Uh, we're here every day. Now, a little announcement. I will be gone next week. So I, uh, um, I'll be unavailable. I may be able to drop a couple videos here or there, but don't count on it every day uh, next week. However, we're here every other day. And we, because we don't believe in being once a week Christians or once a, uh, you know, once a month Christians or once a year Christians, we're everyday Christians. And so come here every day. There's two years worth of videos on this page. Look them up. And next week, if you want some encouragement, look, watch some old ones. But otherwise, subscribe, hit the notify button, tell your friends, like the videos, come here every day. Let's grow our team. Let's grow our community, grow our, our group together. But let's specifically you. If you want to be a mighty Christian, you've got to get the Word of God every single day. Don't let days go by without it. Get in it yourself and let me encourage you. I'm so excited to have this venue to encourage and bless other people. Others are being blessed. Why don't you be blessed too? Join us every day. So until we meet tomorrow, God, might God bless you. Might God enrich you. Might God strengthen you. Might God's blessing be yours in its fullness. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. Bye-bye.